a young perspective on hot-button issues around the world. This is The Hub. Hello and welcome to this edition of The Hub on CGTN. I'm Wang Guan in Beijing. Our guest today is the winner of Ballon d'Or, the champion of the UEFA Champions League and the champion of FIFA World Cup. He's none other than the Brazilian football legend, Ricardo Kaká. Our conversation began with his China trip. My name is Xu Jingwen. I'm 12 years old. My teammates call me Da Wan, Big Bo, because I eat a lot. I live with my little brother, my little sister, and my grandpa. This is Xu Jingwen's first time in Beijing. She and her teammates attend primary school in a remote mountainous village in Dafang County, Bijie, a prefecture-level city in Guizhou Province. A long, winding road connects the village to the outside world. Like Xu, many kids here are so-called left-behind children. They grew up without one or both of their parents who went to find work in big cities. However, a new chapter unfolded as an unexpected craze for football was sweeping the school. In 2017, Xu Jiawei, a volunteer teacher working at Yuanbao Tongxin Experimental Elementary School, organized a football team and named it Team Yuanbao. In 2017, by chance, I found two donated footballs. The kids asked me what they were used for. I told them it's to play football, and they began to play with their hands. I told them it is called Zuqiu football because players use their feet to control the ball. At the same year, there was a sports meet to be held in Dafang County. As a soccer fan myself, I put up this team together. I coached these kids for three months with other volunteers. Most of the kids here are left-behind children and had poor grades, and they were shy, not eager to communicate with others. And can you believe it? These kids have great potential, and we won both male and female soccer games. I felt that I found a new way out for them. I think soccer. It's a really good sport for kids who live in remote villages, and I began to put up different teams, and now 90 kids are enrolled. Winning games after only three months of training was no mean feat. They started from scratch and trained from dawn to dusk against the odds, sweat, tears, and perseverance. We trained in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. We had a few hours rest at noon and kept on training. And we would always talk about soccer and soccer players in our free time. And Xu Jingwen never imagined that one day she and her teammates would meet those big names and play football in front of them. Brazilian football icon Ricardo Kaká has been to China before, but this time it feels different. He's here for a friendly match between two schoolgirls teams for a charity project. He also gave training lessons to the girls from Tsinghua University Primary School in Beijing and Yuanbao Experimental School from Guizhou Province. And here comes Team Yuanbao. The match was impressive. The girls really touched me in the heart. As a former youth footballer myself, 
I was in tears at some point watching these girls play, seeing how the passion for football is transforming the lives of these young girls, many of whom come from very humble beginnings. Their seriousness, their stamina, and of course, their goals. Kaká was also sitting there cheering for those girls. As a former Ballon d'Or, he inspired so many for so long, and now the girl players are having the time of their lives playing in front of Kaká. Kaká, welcome to CGTN on China Media Group. Thank you very much. You know, I'm the envy of so many of your fans、uh, who text me, leaving a comment on social media.、Uh, this is a much coveted、uh, place that I'm in right now. I feel really fortunate. I, I grew up watching you. So thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you again for this opportunity. Every time that I come here in China, it's a it's a unforgettable experience. So thank you very much again. Yeah, we were talking about the fact that you have been in China for a number of times.、Uh, you lost count. Yeah.、Uh, how has it been for you this time around? This time it's a little bit different because I came with Oppo invitation for a charity game. So really nice to see the kids playing football. I love football, and football for me it's much more than just a game. So to see these kids playing, having fun on the field, enjoying with the ball, and getting the values of football for me it's really really nice. So this time it's it's been different. Yeah, the the girl that you picked as the the best player of the match,、uh, number nine. Actually, she grew up in one of the poorest neighborhoods in the remote villages in the mountains in southern China.、Um, what was it like watching her and her peers to play today? That that's awesome, because in Brazil most of the players comes from favelas as well. So very diff, difficult situation, and they find in football the opportunity to、uh, to dream to. Go for something to change their lives and also get the good values of、uh, these sports to to change their character. So to see that girl playing and playing with so much love, for me was a was a great experience and inspiration. Do you see similarities somehow between the Chinese culture and the Brazilians?、Um, of course, when it comes to the passion for football, but also、uh, you know there are different stages of development. Yeah. I do see a lot of similarities. I think、uh, Brazil and China we have these these difficulties for a lot of people, but at the same time they are happy people trying to realize and try to get their dreams, and so using the creativity and using the the strength the strength.、Um, So I think we we are we are very blessed that we have people like that to to give us inspiration.、Uh, tell us a bit about your Oppo Global Ambassadorship.、Um, why did you decide to come on board with this program, and、uh, which brought you to China, obviously? Well, I'm really happy to this partnership. So I think the values that we have it's、uh, very similar, and now the the, the campaign for Oppo it's a、uh, uh, miracle just. Don't just happen. They they are made in in, in my career. I I witnessed a lot of、uh, miracles, and and I know that you you can create the situation to to see the the miracles on and off the pitch. So for me, it's more about the 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 values of the the brand and 
the, the content that we can we can share. Mm -hmm. Excuse my Portuguese, but in your country, I think there is a term called uh, "joga bonito." Perfect. What yes, that's awesome. Perfect. Joga bonito. Joga bonito. Um, we're fascinated by this term because it represents something different from our culture, for example. Where we, when we grew up, uh, we were told to train hard, to have discipline, to work very, very hard. But in your country, kids were brought up to worship this concept of Juga Bonito, to, to play, to play beautiful games. What is your understanding of this concept? For us, football is it's when, of course, you are young, it's, it's more about love and passion. It's play for fun. Go on the beach, put some coconuts, like a goal have a ball and enjoy with your friends. So, or you can go on the street, put two sandals as a go, and just having fun with your friends and teammates. So for us, it's like that. It's part of our culture to enjoy, enjoy life through sports. And of course, after that, you, you can also go towards the professional career. And then for us, I think Joga Bonito is, is something like that. It's about creativity, it's in, enjoying and having fun on the, on, on, the, on the field. But obviously, uh, Team Brazil has a bit of challenges these days, ever since you left the squad. Um, the last time uh, Team Brazil lifted the trophy was when you were on board in 2002. You were barely 20, right? You were 19? Yes, 20. Uh, 20. When you replaced Rivaldo? Yeah. And replaced... Uh, for that, uh, that, that was a fateful moment. Oh, it was an amazing moment for me. 20 years old, playing a World Cup, and of course I had uh, the opportunity to win that World Cup. So with those guys, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, uh, Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos, Cafu, what an amazing players, amazing team. And so for me as a 20 years old uh, boy, starting my career was of course one of the best experience that I had. And you earlier said that you used to play FIFA uh, video game <laughs> using Rivaldo, and now you're replacing him on the pitch. It's, it's incredible because uh, when I got called for the World Cup, uh, I didn't met those guys before. Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos, Rivaldo, really? Ronaldinho, those guys that played in Europe because I was, I was playing in Brazil and I was just played for a national team in Brazil. So when, when I went to the World Cup, I met them in Barcelona for the first time. So when I saw them come, coming for the, <laughs> the breakfast, I, man, I used to play PlayStation with these guys and now I'm sitting in the same table. We are going to play a World Cup together. So it's, uh, it, it's something that football can, can give to us. One day it's uh, your idol and the other, the another day it's your friend. So do you still remember the first things that uh, Ronaldo or Roberto Carlos said to you during that breakfast? No, actually, but I, I do remember they are coming and I'm just staring on, on them. So, and, and of course it was uh, something incredible for me. I was just looking, <laughs> looking at them and trying to understand what, what was happening at the moment. Do you still get the emotions when you think about the 2002 victory, even though you were 19 years old? Yes, I do have still emotions when I see pictures, when I see uh, films or something that remembers me that, that moment. For me, it's, uh, it's always brings me a lot of good emotions. 2002 was really amazing. But what happened to Team Brazil, Kaka? Ever since 2002, there has been a 
20-year-long absence, one of the longest in Brazil's history, for it to lift the World Cup trophy. It got stopped in quarterfinals, except 2014, by European teams, Belgium, the Netherlands, France, and recently Croatia. Um, what went wrong? It's really hard to say one thing. Uh, of course, I think it's, uh, we need to improve, we need to, to, to change something, we need to come back to our identity. But uh, to say one thing, I, I think it's really hard. The last World Cup, I think Brazil played really well against Croatia. Just one moment during the game that we lost concentration. They tied the game and then PKs and, and we lost. So every situation is different, every game was different, but of course for us it's, it's a little bit uh, sad to think that we have players and we have coaches, we have the possibility to go forward in, in a World Cup and of course always to, to win a World Cup and it, it's not happening. So I hope in 2026 we have a better chance and go forward. Hopefully. Um, that's also the hope of many Chinese. In 2006, you led what many people consider to be the dream team of Brazil. Unfortunately, uh, Zidane had this uh, faithful uh, free kick and uh, Henri, Henri um, scored and uh, there was 1-0. Uh, what was it like? As I said, it's really hard to say well, one thing, uh, but in 2006, I think uh, I already said that before, but I think we could uh, improve our chances to win. So the preparation could be, could have done, a, we could have done a little bit better. But uh, it's anyone's fault, everybody's fault, I think. So everybody could do something different. Players, coaches, uh, the association, everybody has your part on it. But uh, as I said, the only thing that we can do is increases our chances to win. We never controlled the result and we lost against the friends, an amazing team with amazing players. So the World Cup's about that. It's about details that you're playing with the best players around the world. And also um, playing beautifully uh, versus playing to win. Uh, do you think there are two different things? Because many consider your style to be one that is marked by discipline, by execution and efficiency. Your passes, your way to dribble, um, you know, simply the ability to deliver. Um, but some folks on your team are not necessarily, you know, belong, belonging to that camp. Um, do you think there's such a difference between playing beautifully and playing to win? And maybe Team Brazil can focus more on playing to win these days. Uh, I think Brazil now, most of the players play in Europe already. So they are used to play for, uh, to win. So in the big clubs, big tournaments, Champions League, and so we, we are used to, to, to play for win. And, and I think it's, it's fair, it's, it's nice. But as I said before, I don't think we can, uh, we can, we lost a little bit our identity. So we need to, to recuperate that using the Joga Bonito with playing to win. So I think we can mix that. In 2002, it was like that. We played a really, really well game, very good, beautiful game and we played for win. Indeed, very nice. Um, let's talk about the fact that, in your opinion, what do you think is the strongest team Brazil uh, in the past 30 years, let's say, since 1994? Which team was the strongest? 
I think probably the teams that that won the World Cup, so 1994 and 2002, because team is not just about talent. It's about it's a lot of things. It's a lot of ingredients that you need to put together to to win a World Cup. So I think 1994 and 2002. Also, in you talk about Europe. Europe has arguably the world's most developed football market. Uh, the top talents all go to Europe. And if you look at the World Cup history, um, even though Argentina, Brazil, and Uruguay won World Cups, but many of the South American players later on, like yourself, chose to go to Europe. Um, why do you think, what is it about the European football that made it the center of the football universe? Well, I think that Champions League is something that it's really amazing, that every player wants to play one day and to, to hear that song before the game. Yeah, that was a beautiful one. <laughs> it's something that it's incredible. This, what the, this music creating in Champions League, the desire to play the, the, that tournament. And, and it's because it's the place that the best players are, are playing. So you want to you wanna stay with the best, you want to play with the best. And this kind of competition uh, makes you to increase and go f forward and try to do things better than you are used to. So I think uh, that's it. You, you want to be and you want to play with the best players around the world. And in Europe right now, it's, this is the place. Having won a Ballon d'Or, the World Cup and UEFA Champions League, and also a Serie A, Italian Cup multiple times, you're among the very, very few players in the world who have achieved all of that above. Um, what do you want to say to the young kids who strive <laughs> to be another Kaka? Well, if, if if you dream for something or if you desire something, go for it. So it's something like that. And also, I, I never thought that I could achieve that, to win the, the Ballon d'Or and play for uh, AC Milan and Real Madrid. The only thing that I wanted it was to be a professional football player for Sao Paulo, the team that, that I grew up, play one day with my national team. And <laughs> I achieved it much more than I could expect. So, uh, but just doing that day by day, training hard and focused and very straight and direct on, on my targets. So this is something that I tried and, <laughs> and it was really good, I think. You know, I, we've been talking to quite a number of athletes. Um, you know, I'm always curious about this question. How much of success do you attribute to talent and how much to hard work? Huh. That's a very good question. Uh, I think it's a mix of that. So talent, if you don't have talent, it's really hard. So when you have talent, you need hard work to develop your talent. So I think it's a mix between those two things that makes make it happen. So. Uh, what is the percentage? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I played with a lot of talented players that they don't work it so well. And I saw what a it's, a, it's a shame that these guys are not trying so hard to develop their talent. And I played with some guys that the talent is just a small talent, but they played really hard. They trained really hard and they achieved a lot of things, so it's a, uh, it's a, it's a balance and mix. You know, um, there are a lot of Chinese uh, followers of yours uh, who have some questions for you. For example, Xiaoxin022 is his nickname, and she asks, 
Kaka seems to love his fellow teammate who have a bald head. <laughs> Can you ask him which bald head he has ever touched feels the best? Was it Ronaldo or Fenomenos? Well, it, it was Ronaldo Fenomeno and Roberto Carlos. Although Roberto Carlos' uh, board was really, really good to touch. <laughs> uh, they love it too, right? They just let you do it. Yeah, they just, it's okay. No problem to touch the airboard. Yeah. There's another um, friend on the internet uh, by the name of Feizao, And this is Chinese, of course. He or she asks, how can China qualify for the World Cup? Well, I think it's a long-term project here in China. You need to develop the youth team and then uh, take a, a, a little bit uh, long this path to arrive in the first team. So, uh, in my opinion, it's something like that. But of course, China already played the, the, the World Cup in 2008 oh, right, against, you. against Brazil. So, I don't think it's... Uh, amazing thing that China uh, could do. Of course, they did it once, they can do again. But more for the develop of football, I think uh, you guys should think about a long-term project. Because in these days today, not just here, everywhere, we, need, we want something very fast and quick. And to develop talent, you need, you need some time. What do you still remember from the 2002 match when China played Brazil and uh, we lost 0-4, of course? Yeah, I remember. You watched it up close. Four hours, the goals, no? Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Rivaldo and Roberto Carlos. And I do remember also the, the Roberto Carlos goals was incredible, <laughs> the free kick. I think reg that registers 179 <laughs> kilometers or something per hour. Yeah, this is the thing that I remember of that game. Of course, I was on the bench waiting to, to play that game, unfortunately. Does it feel like a vacation back then? <laughs> but it was really good to watch my teammates playing a very good game and also against a very good country. Um, some rapid-fire questions, if you don't mind, Kaká. Who is the most impressive striker you've ever played with? Ronaldo Phenomen. He, he was the, the most impressive. The, ability that he had to create the play in his head and the ability to execute the, the, the play, the action, was just incredible. Who was the toughest defender you've ever played against? Uh, Fabio Cannavaro. <laughs> he was the worst. He, the, the best and the worst, no, the worst to, to play against and the, one of the best. Uh, he was really fast and strong and... What is your proudest, most satisfying football moment in your career? The World Cup in 2002 and the Champions League in 2007. What is the saddest football moment? Not one as well, I would, I would say three. So, when we lost in 2006 against France, 2010 when we lost against Netherlands, and 2005 when Milan lost against Liverpool in, in Istanbul again. What is the most difficult match you ever played? I think it, it was 2006 against France because we had a very very good team very talented team but France played really well Zidane just just dancing on the field so it was was incredible so very very tough because we had a very good team we could beat them but at the game they just played really well when can Brazil win the World Cup again 2026 <laughs> Um, one word to describe um, Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Amazing. One word to describe uh, Ronaldinho. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> One word to describe uh, Ronaldo, the phenomenon. It's alegria. It's joy. <laughs> For me, it was just joy. His haircut in 2002 was Gascon. Yeah, he was yeah. young. Um, who is the current best young player in your opinion? Most promising one? Vinicius Junior. For me, he's the, the most uh, impressive right now. What do you love the most about China or the Chinese culture? Anything? People. <laughs> so the Chinese fans and every time that I come here, as I said before, it's, it's really impressive. So I've stopped playing almost six years already. So every time that I come here, it seems that I'm going to play tomorrow. <laughs> so the caring and the love that the supporters uh, shows towards me. I hope I can uh, retribute that with a lot of uh, words and love as well. Love you guys. I love you. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, as a father of two, I'm having a hard time convincing my daughter, whom you, you saw, three-year-old uh, Olivia, and also one-year-old Bruce, to play football. Um, being one of the most successful players ever played this game, um, why football? Well, for me, football, it's, a, it's a one sport, of course, but these values that we can find in football, love and passion, respect, team uh, work, uh, perseverance, discipline. So for me, those things, it's keeping helping me to be a, a better person. So this is why football. This is why I cheer for my kids as well. Not to be a professional football player, but to use football to build a better character, a better, better person. Once a legend, always a legend. I was impressed by Kaká's candor and folksy manner throughout this interview. Apparently he loved everything Brazilian, but he also shared his honest opinions about how Team Brazil can improve to win the next World Cup. Now, it is my turn to be his fan. The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Minxing was a native of Hamyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the Audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America.